Amen and good morning. Welcome to worship on this second Sunday of Advent. No matter how you are worshiping with us this morning, you, my friends, are welcome here. So join us with your hearts and with your minds as we gather together to worship on this second Sunday of Advent. And let us begin in a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, you alone are God. You alone are holy. We ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us 
as we turn our hearts and our minds towards you this morning. Let us feel your never-ending peace on this day. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Good morning, church. This is John Pauling. I hope that this message finds you and your families well and enjoying the holidays. As a final reminder, our virtual meat raffle will be this Saturday, December 12th at 7 p.m. And this will be a Facebook Live event. If you've not purchased your tickets already, tomorrow, December 7th, is the last day in which you can purchase your tickets. Also, for those of you who have purchased packages one or two, you can visit our Facebook event page, The Morning of the Event, where we will post your assigned numbers for each round. And if you win, our pickup will be at Pelicanos on Niagara Falls Boulevard in North Tonawanda on Wednesday, December 16th from 5 to 7 p.m. And we'll remind you of that during the event. Thank you so much for all of your support on this really critical fundraising activity for our church. I look forward to seeing all of you virtually this Saturday, and I wish best of luck to all of you. Thanks so much. Bye, everyone.
child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. Abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. And now it is time for us to light our Advent candles. So instead of lighting the Advent candles at church, we're here lighting the Advent candles at our own house because hopefully, or maybe, you have some Advent candles or at least a candle that you would like to light at this time. So as we light our Advent candles, we're going to start with the candle that we lit last week. So last week, we lit this candle. Do you remember what this candle was for? Um, hope? Yeah, it was for hope. And now we're going to light our second Advent candle. And the second Advent candle is that one right there. What do you think that one's for? Peace. Peace, exactly. So we've lit the Advent candle of hope. Now we're going to light the Advent candle of peace. And then the Sunday after, we'll light joy and then love. And then finally on Christmas Eve, we will light the Christ candle. So let's think about this candle right here that we're about to light. What does it mean to wait and to hope for peace? What do you think? Well, I think it means to like make peace with others and like stop wars and just make peace. Okay, to have no wars, because peace and war are the opposite, to make peace with others. So is fighting with your little brother a good way to make peace? No. No, <laughs> probably not. But instead, if we want to have peace, we get to practice peace in our lives. Which means instead of getting angry with our little brothers, maybe trying to understand what they're going through and help them instead of getting angry with them. You're really good at that. You try to help your brother a lot. So today, we're going to light the peace candle and we're going to think about peace. So peace is the opposite of war. It's the opposite of fighting. It's when everybody is content and at one with God and at one with others. So. Let's think about peace. And when you guys are at home, why don't you talk about what peace means? How can you help to create more peace in your own family and in your own life? And now, we will light our Advent candles. Friends, you are welcome here, and you will hear good news. 
gather around and hear the news. In a world where there are so many discouraging and negative voices, gather around and hear the news. In a world where sickness and hatred grow, gather around and hear the news. It is the God of encouragement who will speak to you today, the God of Jesus Christ. Gather around and hear the news. So come in, relax, let your tiredness roll away. Lift up your hearts and listen. Gather around and hear the news. to celebrate the gift of grace in the sacrament of baptism. Baptism is the sacrament through which we are united to Christ Jesus and given part in Christ's ministry of reconciliation. Baptism is the visible sign of an invisible event, the reconciliation of people to God. It shows also the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on those whom God has chosen. In baptism, God creates in us the power of forgiveness, the renewal of the Spirit, and the knowledge of the call to be God's people. Out of the water of baptism, we rise with new life, forgiven of sin, and one in Christ, members of Christ's body. Now for all of you parents and godparents, do you desire to have this child baptized into the faith and family of Jesus Christ? If so, please say we do. We do. Will you encourage your child to renounce the powers of evil and to receive the freedom of new life in Christ? If so, please say we do. Will you teach this child so that she may be led to profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? If so, please say we do. We do. do you promise by the grace of God to be Christ's disciples, to follow in the way of our Savior, to resist oppression and evil, to show love and justice, and to witness to the work and the word of Jesus Christ as best as you are able? Do you promise, according to the grace given to you, to grow with Hayden Elizabeth Roseheart in the Christian faith, to help her to become a faithful member of the Church of Jesus Christ by celebrating Christ's presence, by furthering Christ's mission in all the world, and by offering the nurture of the Christian Church so that she may affirm her baptism. Godparents, you may now light the baptismal candle. Now, to those of you who are here, 
Jesus Christ calls us to make disciples of all the nations and to offer them the gift of grace in the sacrament of baptism. Do you who witness and celebrate this sacrament promise your love, your support, and your care for the one who is baptized today? If so, please say, we do. And now I will recite the Apostles' Creed. You are welcome to join along if you know it. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us pray. Bless by your Holy Spirit, gracious God, this water. By your Holy Spirit, save those who confess the name of Jesus Christ, that evil may have no power over them. Create new life in the one to be baptized in the name of Christ today, that they may rise in Christ. Glory to you, eternal God, the one who was, the one who is, and the one who always shall be. Hi. Hello there. Hi. How are you? It's good to meet you. Yes. It is. Hayden Elizabeth Rosehart. I baptize you in the name of the Father. And in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. It's okay. That's it. You're baptized now. Okay. Let's pray. Gracious God, you have filled this world with joy. You have given us the gift of Jesus. Bless this child. May she be filled with joy. May she never be afraid to confess personal faith in you, in the presence of our Creator, our Redeemer, and our Sustainer, we say, Amen! Look, let's show you to the people that are watching tomorrow. Look, oh, there's no tears now. There we go. Skies of Bethlehem appeared a star, while angels sang the lowly shepherds. Three wise men seeking truth traveled from afar, hoping to find the child from heaven. Falling on their knees, they bowed before the
cannot compare to the glory of your love. There is no shadow in your presence. No mortal man would dare to stand before your throne, before the Holy One of Heaven. It's only by your blood and it's only through your mercy, Lord, I come. I bring an offering of worship to my King. No one on earth deserves the praises that I sing. Jesus, may you receive the honor that you're due. my King. No one on earth deserves the praises that I sing. Jesus, may you receive the honor that you're due. Our reading today comes from the Gospel of Mark, the very first chapter of the Gospel of Mark, and we will read the first eight verses. So now, if you would like, you can gather your Bibles, or I will put the words up on the screen for you. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say, Amen. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And he proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you. 
Let us pray. Good and gracious God, pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us on this second Sunday of Advent. Bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds, so that all that we do and all that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Now, when I get to heaven and I get to meet John the Baptist face to face, I'm going to be really surprised if he doesn't look like my seminary librarian. Now, most of you have your own images in your head of what John the Baptist looks like, but to me, he looks like the librarian from my seminary when I was there because my seminary librarian was this sweet, kind, quiet man, and I don't know much about him because I don't think I ever talked to him to tell you the truth, but he seemed so kind and sweet and peaceful. And then one day he got up to preach for us in our chapel service. And when this kind and sweet man got up to preach for us, he didn't preach from the pulpit, the same pulpit that Dr. King once, pre once preached from or, or that Howard Thurman once preached from. He didn't preach from that pulpit, but instead he came down among us and he had this brown robe on and he was nice and quiet right in front of us until all of the sudden he erupted in shouting, repent, you brood of vipers, repent, the kingdom of God is near, repent, you brood of vipers, repent, prepare the way of the Lord. This sweet, kind, quiet man brought John the Baptist to life for us that day. And I will tell you, I don't remember many sermons from my time in seminary, but I remember that sermon. And I don't even think that the guy had a microphone on, nor did he need one, because man, that man preached with power as he brought John the Baptist and all of the fire that that contained uh, to us, to life for us on that day. But let's think about what John said when he was running around saying, repent, you brood of vipers, repent, prepare the way of the Lord. Let's think about what John said. In this chapter from Mark, he's telling us to prepare the way of the Lord. That's what John the Baptist is doing. He's saying, let's prepare the way of the Lord. Jesus is coming. The Messiah is coming. So what does all of that mean? Now, John was echoing the words from the prophet Isaiah and from the book of Isaiah, where the prophet shouts, prepare the way of the Lord. And those words from Isaiah were meant to bring the people at that time hope. Because the people of that time, the, the people who had lived in Jerusalem, all of the Israelite people had been forced into exile. Again, their land had been taken over and they were forced into exile and they were at war. They were out of their 
their home. They were distraught. They longed for the peace that they had once known. And then this prophet came and said, prepare the way of the Lord. And when this prophet came and said these words, these words brought the exiled people hope because these words meant that finally they would be able to return home. The words prepare the way of the Lord meant that there was going to be a king that would be sent by God and that that king would redeem and save the Israelite people and that they would be able to return back to a time and a place of peace. So the original words of prepare the way of the Lord that come from, uh, from Isaiah chapter 40 were meant to bring people hope. Now, I've said this already this week at Bible study, but I'll say it again because I think that there is no one who wants peace, who wants to live in peace more than someone who has known what it's like to have no peace. I will tell you that years ago when I was a chaplain at a nursing home and a hospital, I was once working with this older man who has since passed away, but this older man was a World War II veteran, and he was a sweet, kind man, but he also had dementia. And with his dementia, he was haunted by all of the memories back in his time when he was in World War II. It was like those images and those memories came back to life for him as he was now sitting safely in his nursing home. And this man was haunted by all of these evil images that he had experienced before, and that's what he labeled them as. He labeled these images as evil, and all that this man wanted was peace. What he wanted was for his life to peacefully come to an end so that he could return to God, so that he could return home to the kingdom of God where he could again know peace because he had lived through times of war. He had lived through times of chaos and what he longed for as those memories haunted him, what he longed for was to live in peace with God. There is no one who wants peace more than someone who has lived with no peace at all. And the Israelites, who would have heard these words from the prophet Isaiah calling for them to prepare the way of the Lord, would have heard these words with excitement, with hopeful excitement that God was sending them a king, a savior, who would grant them the peace that they so desired. But when John says to prepare the way of the Lord, there's a new sense of urgency, a different sense of urgency, because the Savior has finally come. When John is preaching, Jesus is about to begin his ministry. So there is a new urgency in John's exclamation that the Savior has come, the Savior has arrived, the Savior is here to forgive and to redeem the people. John says, he is here. The one who we've been waiting for for centuries is here. Get ready, people. The Savior has finally come. Prepare yourself. Get ready. The Lord is finally here. John called for repentance and for the forgiveness of sins. And he called for people to be baptized so that they could wash away their sins so that they could be ready for Jesus. And now 
we know how Jesus came into the world. And now we know how Jesus' ministry went. Now we know how Jesus came to set us free. We know how Jesus came to save us from the powers of evil and to give us peace. So now, on this second Sunday of Advent, my question for all of us is what do we do now? What do we do today? How do we prepare the way for the Lord today on this second Sunday of Advent in the year 2020? How do we prepare the way for the Lord? Now, I don't have any concrete answers, and I never really do have any concrete answers, but I have some pretty good ideas about how we can get ready, how we can prepare the way for the Lord. And maybe, just maybe, the best way to prepare the way for the Lord, especially on this Sunday, is to start by practicing peace. Imagine if we practice peace more and more every day, then maybe, just maybe, we will be preparing for the way of the Lord. I think that there are two extremes of people in this world. I mean, the rest of us fall in between, but I think that there's kind of like two extremes of people that exist in this world. And there's the, the extreme of people who like to create strife. There are people who like to create strife in this world. They want to create chaos. They want to create divisions. They want to create us versus them mentalities. They want to stir up chaos, even if nobody is in need of chaos. When things are nice and calm and peaceful, they don't usually like it, and so they, they create more chaos and more anxiety. They create strife. So the first type of person in this world is the kind of person who creates strife. And then there's a second type of person, and I'm telling you, most of us live somewhere in the middle here. And then there's a second type of person in this world, and the second type of person is the kind of person who creates peace. Somebody who creates peace in this world. The image that I have in my mind is Jesus calming the stormy waters and bringing calm and peace. There's another extreme of people in this world, and those are people who create peace wherever they go. They don't divide, but instead they unite. They don't cause chaos, but instead they mediate they don't stir up strife, but instead they calm anxiety and they bring hope and they bring peace. There are these two different types of people in the world, those who create peace and those who create strife. And then there's also the rest of us who are somewhere in between. And so I'm thinking, this is my idea on the second Sunday of Advent. If we want to prepare the way for the Lord on the second Sunday of Advent, as we have our peace candle lit before us, my idea is that what we should do is we should try to become the people who prepare for peace and who create peace. If we want to prepare the way of the Lord, we should try to be more like the, the Lord and we should try to create more peace in the world. We should try to be like the kind of people who create peace. We have these two extremes of two different types of people, people who create strife and chaos and keep people who create peace and foster peace in the world and in their own environments. And then there's the rest of us who are somewhere in the middle but uh, the problem is that I think that in this world, it at, or at least the louder voices in this world, are those who create more strife. In this world, we hear the loud voices of those who create strife, and yet then we also hear the still small voice of God, which isn't so small if we're ready to listen. We hear that voice of God telling us to create 
more peace. We hear that voice of God telling us to follow in the way of our Savior. We hear the voice of God telling us to create more peace in this world. So as followers of Jesus the Christ, as, as followers of the Prince of Peace, what we need to do today and, and every day as we move through this season of Advent is to prepare the way of the Lord by creating more peace in this world. Because it's not our job to divide. That's what that other side does. It's not God that wants to divide. It's that other evil side that wants to divide. So instead, we don't want to divide. We don't want to create divisions and more strife. But instead, we want to follow Christ. We want to follow, follow the Prince of Peace. And we want to create more peace in this world. So as we prepare for the way of the Lord, on this second Sunday of Advent in the year 20. 20, which isn't all that we thought it would be, we should prepare the way of the Lord by creating more peace. So friends, I leave you with this question. How can we create more peace in our lives, in our communities, in this world? How can we create more peace? I'm even going to turn to you, knowing that many of you are typing things in right now. Tell me, friends, how can you create more peace? What can we do? How can we create more peace in this world? As we prepare the way of the Lord, let's create peace. Let's be people of peace. Let's follow the Prince of Peace. And then whenever Christ returns, our hearts and our minds will be ready. And let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy God, you are holy even when all we see in this world is that which is unholy. You are holy. You are the one who calls us to peace. You are the one whose voice might seem quieter at time, yet it's always there and it's always present. Let us follow in your way. Let us be people who prepare the way of the Lord by creating more peace. Help us, Lord, to be instruments of your peace in this world. Bless us with your peace and help us and guide us to create peace in this world today and every day. Help us, Lord, to prepare for your way. We pray this and every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. And together we say, Amen. And now is the time for our offering. You are able to give online if you are able. If you are here in the sanctuary watching, you are able to give in an offering plate in the back of the sanctuary. Or if you're home and you want to mail in a check, you can do that as well. We thank you for all who have continued to give. And of course, we want you to know that we have our food pantry that is up and running every Monday from 11 to 1. And we always have visitors every Monday, so come by if you need to use the food pantry or spread the word if you know someone who does. And also, if there's any other need or assistance during this time, please do not hesitate to reach out and to ask. And now, let us give our offering.
and let us pray. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. We gather here in Jesus' name. His love is burning in our hearts like living flame. For through the loving Son, the Father makes us one. Come take the bread, come drink the wine, come share the Lord. No one is a stranger here. joins us here. He breaks the bread. The Lord who pours the cup is risen from the dead. The one we love the most is now our gracious host. Come take the bread, come drink the wine, come share the Lord. We are now a family of which the Lord is head. Though unseen he meets us here in the breaking of the bread. We'll gather soon where angels sing. We'll see the glory of our Lord and coming King. Now we anticipate the feast for which we wait. Come take the bread, come drink the wine, come share the Lord. Come, you who are weary and restless. Come all who hunger and thirst. We are ready. Creating God, source of all our being in all the earth, we thank you and we praise you for the gift of life. We thank you for calling us to obedience and for sending us Jesus to show us how to live. Jesus, our Savior, we praise you for the glory of redemption. It was you who suffered the world's pain so that we may live. We celebrate the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, who carries us through life with the love and the strength of the Lord, and we join in your unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We gratefully recall and remember Christ's birth as one of us. Christ's baptism for our sin, Christ's compassion for our suffering, Christ's intimacy with our frailty, Christ bearing the cross with its death, and Christ rising from the tomb by the power of God. It was Jesus who took the bread and gave thanks and broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
In the same way, Jesus also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. And so we affirm the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Consecrate, therefore, by your Holy Spirit these gifts of bread and wine. Bless us that as we receive them, we may offer you our faith and our praise. We may be united with Christ and with one another, and we may be strengthened by the Holy Spirit to continue faithfully as disciples in your world. And let us say the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Through the broken bread, we participate in the body of Christ. Through the cup of blessing, we participate in the newness of life. If you are at home, now is a time when you can take communion. If you are here in the sanctuary, you can take communion with you as you leave. Let us pray together. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. Strengthen us in faith. Increase our love for one another. Let us show the world your greatness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, in the unity with the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.
Now, friends, go forth with the love of Christ. Go forth with the peace of Christ in your heart. Go forth, be blessed, and be a blessing to all. Oh,